Heritage, welcome to the Bitcoin Source. Can we start things off with you introducing yourself to the audience? Yes, yes, great. Um, Heritage, usually the first question I ask people when they come on the show is, um, where did they source their Bitcoin knowledge, whether it be books, courses, or even conferences? So could you kind of explain to the audience, like, you know, you starting as an engineer, you starting as a Bitcoiner, what were some of the things, courses, or sources that actually helped you to become, you know, the person that you are today in the Bitcoin ecosystem? Um, yes, thanks for that question. I mean, when it comes to, like, uh the root cause of my knowledge as far as Bitcoin is concerned. Um, I would say the uh, Black Bitcoin Bologna community um, weekly and daily stand-up um, discussion around Bitcoin has really helped in developing my path. And um, also there are books that I, I tend to like um, lay my hand on when I was extremely curious about finance and um, actually um, trying to navigate what cryptocurrency ecosystem entails. So um, I think I read the Bitcoin standard, the PDF version, not like an ad copy. I also um, I, I did some courses on Sailor.org um, in regards to Bitcoin and its development process, and also an intensive um, elucidation process from the likes of Dr. Uh, Charlie Armstrong. And um, more content online have been um, the major structure um, leading my path as far as Bitcoin um, education is concerned. I mean, I I dedicated my time into like digging deep into getting the kind of information I really want. Yeah, most definitely. And you know, sourcing your Bitcoin knowledge is always unique and different for everybody. And, you know, it's really interesting to see like people in Africa and Nigeria, how they kind of gain insight into learning more about Bitcoin. Uh, my second question that I really want to get into, which is you you being the founder and CEO of the company DigiOats, I really want to peel into the layers of what that company is and why it's important. So my second question for you, Heritage, is what is DigiOats? And how does the platform bridge Bitcoin in Africa? Wow, thanks for that question again. Um, yes, I mean, your first question is actually a prerequisite to um, this question. Why am I saying that? Um, I During the process of me trying to like um, learn about Bitcoin and what it entails, I actually stumbled on cryptocurrency, like a lot of cryptocurrencies, different projects. I, I do trade and um, I was so good. 
and um, I I think I lose a lot of money and um, I came back to my right senses and say, oh, is this stuff really profitable? I keep making research about it, and um, I always tell people I I think I'm I'm going to conclude that I learned the process the hard way, and um, what brings about video is more in regards of bridging the information gap between the West and Africans when it comes to um, adopting significant innovation like Bitcoin. So, um, answering your question precisely now, DigiOt um, operates in a mobile kind of way, but we have a significant and physical presence in Abuja that works to be precise. And um, we, we've been building formidable teams in terms of um, or in training process that is organizing court and also organizing meetups across different jurisdictions, not like just the federal capital territory alone, and um, as well as collaborating with other Bitcoin vocals platform in order to achieve our main aim, which is giving back to the community in terms of educating them and making them to like um, see the difference between Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. What um, Bitcoin itself can offer for them as an innovation, what it can offer to them as utility, and of what it can even offer to uh, kids, laymen, and uh, different uh, category of people in the society. So that's what we focus on majorly. And um, starting DGOs, my main aim for starting that was just I, I, I learned the hard way. I don't want any other African to learn the hard way again. I don't want them to go through the process of um, probably purchasing cheat coins, um, getting raw food, um, now thinking like, oh, is crypto really profitable? In some cases, I was just, in, in, in some cases, most people will just say, oh, I'm not doing crypto again. This looks like scam to me. In my own case, I was just fortunate to be able to demystify my path and end up at the right path which I always call Bitcoin. I feel there is need to provide required infrastructure when it comes to education and um, setting people on track. Either you want to um, probably become a developer and building on this innovation, either you want to really understand it to scale your business, either you want to like um, adopt it as an individual. We, DGO has been working intensively to make sure we cater for the needs of all these people, and um, that's my vision generally as far as DGOT is concerned, and that's what we've been doing over the past uh, few months. I think it's, it's almost going to 24 months now, that's in the space of two years since we started, and um, uh, things have been improving, you know, um, that's just going to be my response to your, to your question, man. Yes, most definitely. And, you know, Nigeria has a lot of social economic implications, right? We are, we're aware that the inflation rate is crazy. Um, you know, the Naira fluctuates and changes day to day on what you can buy at the store. And, you know, Bitcoin has been a big proponent in Nigeria for people trying to use it as a pair to pair, um, you know, remittance type of currency. And the question I want to you know, posed to you, Heritage, is, you know, Nigeria has had issues with money for a long time, a couple of decades now. Do you think that the Inara helps or hurts the Nigerian people? 
And um, one thing you need, one thing we need to understand is that for for you to like um, for banks not to go off today and um, for them to remain relevant, they must actually adopt and create value or build value or build their services around what their customer actually values, right? The customers value Bitcoin. The government um, noticed that, you know, um, when it comes to finance, um, it's extremely centralized because um, the, currencies, the currency we're spending in Nigeria, Naira, is being controlled by the central bank. And um, when I was saying, oh, the, current, the, va- the currency people value is Bitcoin, the government noticed there have been changes in terms of um, remittance, cross-border remittance. Um, they notice the, the flow of other foreign currency. They notice the exchange between Naira and other currencies. And um, they notice the statistics around um, people adoption towards cryptocurrency and Bitcoin in the country. So they can easily add two plus two together and say, oh, a wide range of Nigerians are actually opting for cryptocurrency over the traditional currency, which is um, Naira, right? And in a way to bridge that gap, the government feels, oh, we actually need to create, need to create something similar to Bitcoin, but not Bitcoin. That is actually going to work the same way Bitcoin works. Like, um, it's not the same way Bitcoin works now, but it's actually going to work in a similar way to Bitcoin, being developed on blockchain, and we'll be able to satisfy the government quest in terms of centralization and um, in terms of um, Naira utility, right? So they literally created um, CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency, called eNaira. This is, um, today is what? Today is um, October 12, 2022, and um, the adoption rate of CBDC in Nigeria is about 0.34%, and the adoption rate of cryptocurrency and Bitcoin is about 36%. That means um, at least 36 million Nigerians have used cryptocurrency and Bitcoin in their mode of transaction. Why about just 200,000 or 36,000 Nigerians have a CBDC wallet with their traditional banks? Um, that shows the wide range and gap between it. People actually, what Nigeria wants, Nigeria wants is freedom. Like, um, they want money, they can, um, be, they can, they want money they can be in control of as an individual. They want money that won't restrict them. They want to be able to, like, um, live in a democratic, um, kind of system whereby Every you, you you have full autonomy to everything, not like um you you are being controlled by 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 federation when it comes to like your finances. And um reason for this is actually that if the federal government is actually like um managing the finance system perfectly, then people will not have noticed the um people will not have noticed their flaws. And um, the adoption rate of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency wouldn't have been so huge as it is presently. 
But then people can notice this flow from factors such as um the consumer price interest skyrocketing every day, that is um the basic commodities you buy in the market. Um inflation is actually high as well. And um when you when you go to the market today you let's say you purchase bread and the price of bread is actually changing the next day you're going to the market, then you, you start thinking of how can I like create solution to this? Or probably you want to make purchase on Amazon, you want to buy a Google Cloud service, probably you are a developer, or depending on the kind of work you, you, you're leveraging. And you realize that you can't use your debit card to make such purchase. And you feel, you feel less of a human, right? You, you'll be like, so someone in another country can easily purchase this. But just because I'm in Nigeria and I'm using this particular bank, I can't purchase purchase this because it's in US dollars. The government is limiting me. I can't purchase more than twenty dollars per month. There was a time it was a limit of hundred dollars per month. Now it moved down to like fifty dollars per month to twenty dollars per month and now to like just zero dollars. You can't you can't make um trans international transaction. You use you need to like um, use your dollar accounts and all. But for an average Nigerian they want freedom. They want they want to be free and have access to what everybody in the world has access to, but you are restricting them. And the, a way to find solutions to that has been cryptocurrency. And um, I think when we're talking about the adoption of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency in Africa, and also in comparison with the CBDC created um, in Nigeria, we would not forget a very, very intriguing factor that, that skyrocketed the adoption process. And that was NFAP. A lot of people understand what cryptocurrency entails. A lot of people understand what Bitcoin entails. But then, they haven't been so extremely interested in it. But then, during a very, very significant protest, it happened, I think, few years back, two years back, to be precise, 28th of October, 2020. So, um, youth keep protesting against police brutality. And the government see how united the youth are and um, the Nigerian citizens. They feel, oh, you guys are protesting, right? Then we need to censor you. We own the money and um, you are actually running this protest because you have access to cash, right? And um, the government was able to, like, note the key um, organizers of those pro of that protest and um, the, the leading um, figures, more like the celebrities, the um, folk, men and women in that protest and they keep raising their account they keep censoring them and um when we when it comes to like democracy and having a the the freedom of speech right to civic actions and law that's not like um, restricting people from uh, their um human rights right and um bitcoin happens to be the currency that i mean the government can't freeze it's decentralized and um bitcoin is the protester out during that process because when the account was freezed, um, different um, celebrities across the world keep donating to the protest to help the common man in Nigeria and have their voice being heard. So that was the time when people now realize that, oh, there's actually difference between this particular currency and Naira. So the government doesn't have control over this then. I can leverage it. So when it comes to CBDC and Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, the gap is wide and um, it, the, the utility is extremely 
obvious and people are opting for the one they actually need. But I mentioned something when I was talking about adoption range and all. You know, the population of Nigeria is about over 200 million people. And we still have about 36 million adopting Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. So um, that's going to like show you the, the utility and the necessity why platforms like DigiOS, platforms that enable um, education and adoption, why it's extremely imperative because we have about over 170 million people still on toy. Yeah, most definitely. And, you know, everything that you're doing with DigiOS is super crucial and important in Nigeria. There's tons of other developers. There's tons of other companies that are out there that are really trying to help the people of Nigeria really understand that Bitcoin is the de facto currency and a gateway to actually free the people of Nigeria. So, Heritage, thank you for, you know, kind of breaking that down. That was very in-depth. You talk about the political structure. You talk about SARS. You talk about, you know, people kind of using the young people using bitcoin as a tool for freedom and self-expression and you know my last question to you that i'm very curious to know about and i want to congratulate you now that you know we have we're having this conversation but how excited are you to attend the african bitcoin conference this year oh thanks for that question i mean i'm extremely excited when i have the opportunity to like um praise the gospel of decentralization when i have the opportunity to like talk about found money not just to um, anybody, I mean to African. It's actually um, something captivating and alluring for me as an individual. So I, I can't underestimate that part. Um, it's a great conference. We, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to to connect with people, to bring some, to learn more, and I feel share knowledge with um, Ghanaians, Africans, and um, the wide range of people that will be attending the conference. It's um, it's a welcome development, and I believe um, consistently we we keep having such um, awareness program, such um, um, networking program, and insightful and educative content to skyrocket adoption in Africa. Yeah, and I'm I'm excited for you, brother. Um, you know, this is a big opportunity, a big moment, especially for Africa, and it's really good to see, you know, Africa having their own conference and kind of opening the doors for the diaspora to see that there's tons of people in Africa, in particular West Africa, that are really helping the Bitcoin ecosystem and really doing their part in changing the world when it comes to Bitcoin. So Heritage, this this interview was great. I really loved the Bitcoin conversation. Can you give people your social media handles and any other future endeavors that you might be doing down the road that you want people to know about? Um, yes, yes. I'm just going to say um, my social media handles is just um, uniform across all social media handles. And there are some social media I don't like. Um, I'm not like active in. Um, I'm very, very active on Twitter. I... I my handle is is Eridigu, H E R R Y T H E E A G L E. Same thing on Instagram, and um, my full name Heritage Paladun on LinkedIn. I am I'm not like very very active on Facebook, but then I have an account there. So the best way to get across to me won't be Facebook. It will be Twitter, LinkedIn, and um, Instagram and um, in regards to other programs we're doing, I mean, uh, people should anticipate a lot of educative and insightful programs um, lined up in collaboration with other Bitcoin vocal companies. I mean, our work is actually my hobby and um, the work of 
video is actually to like skyrocket abduction, give back to the community as well as also build infrastructure to consume Bitcoin Core as an innovation. And um, we are bullish on that. I'm going to see us keep fulfilling that. So people can anticipate a lot of insightful content coming from us towards the end of the year and um, as the first quarter of the next year keep approaching. Um, once again, um, that will do the Bitcoin course. Thanks for having me. I'm Heritage Paladin, and um, I will always be available whenever you guys put a call. Most definitely. Once again, Heritage, thank you for taking time to be on the Bitcoin source. Have a good one. Yes, thanks, brother. You're welcome. Oh, 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 o